guys, super excited to be here today. It is Stan from here with Eden today. I have Matt, who is one of my classmates, and I wanted to bring him on to an interview here today because I feel like you're a very interesting person. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. Uh, so I'm super uh, excited to have him on today. Um, Matt, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit, where you're from, kind of well, what you're doing here? Yeah, I mean, besides being interesting, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. But yeah, it is. I'm just Matt Huertas from Boynton Beach, Florida, born and raised, short story, like played sports my entire life college mm -hmm. as well yeah and now i'm in medical school with her i don't know pretty fun but <laughs> i thought you were super white when i met you and i had no idea that you were cuban <laughs> well because i was white as hell yeah. i had no color because i was from like north carolina maryland so i didn't see the fucking sun oh wait, wait is that where you wait i thought you went there for high school yeah but then also i i live i told you i live like six different places this is true we're gonna get into that don't she worry. has adhd guys i do have adhd speaking of i need a new and short-term memory loss you know that's not true okay. yeah he's just trying to discredit me but <laughs> speaking of sports what sport did you play how old were you when you started um in college or just in general in general uh i played like honestly any sport you can think of yeah well at least that i can think of um were you good at any of them, though? Um, I was good at baseball, but I hated it. It was too boring for me. Um, but it's a Florida thing, right? Yeah, like everyone plays baseball in Florida. That's it's so like kind of it's like football, soccer, and baseball are like the big sports. Mm -hmm. And like I grew up playing all those. And Interesting. Then it kind of like tapered down, and then I only played like football and lacrosse, mm -hmm. and then strictly college was just like basically lacrosse. So what kind of got you interested in lacrosse? Because I know that that's like not a super common sport. Yeah, like back then it wasn't common at all. Like, is it more common now? Yeah, it's it's kind of gotten bigger. But when I started, mm -hmm. Florida was like, <laughs> just like everyone laughed at that state for like that sport. Interesting. Yeah. So Why? Like, well, because like, I think I told you about like, you know, like hockey, for example, ice hockey. Like you think yeah. of like Northeast Canada. You don't think of Florida. No, not at all. Like Florida, yeah. you think of baseball, soccer, football. Like yeah. Texas, you think of all the powerhouse schools for high school or yes. football. But like lacrosse was not really big it was up and coming it was mm -hmm. just like more of a northeastern thing okay so the is a little bit california too it was pretty big back there and i did not know that at all i had no idea it was northeastern yeah when you told me that i was like wait that's so interesting yeah and then it slowly started trickling down well like you know it was at one time i don't know the statistics about it or the research they said it was like the yeah. fastest growing sport for like 10 years i don't know don't don't quote me on that but. <laughs> Well, like, we're going to make sure that you back yeah. up everything that you're saying with correct stats or you're fired. No, yeah, but I liked it because it was a mix of, like, football, like, soccer, and, like, ice hockey. Mm -hmm. I say, like, really fast pace. Yeah. Like, hitting and stuff. And, like, there's the finesse aspect that ice hockey has, too, with soccer and stuff. It's not yeah. just full brute for brute force like football, you know? Yeah. So I kind of liked that aspect because it's, like, you don't have to be, like, genetically gifted. It's kind of yeah. like golf. You could just bust your ass and get yeah. really good like i yeah. had people on my team were just like tiny little shits but they were the best you know <laughs> i'm just honest like yeah they're like can you like body slam people on the cross yeah, like how does that work it's just like you watch ice hockey yeah it's i've a, actually been to a hockey game it's the same hitting mechanics as that it's you know okay, so it's not goal. tackling like football you know you wrap your hands and tackle a lot yeah it's just like shoulder to shoulder stuff like that can you knock people to the ground though oh yeah yeah what if they don't have the ball it depends because it's like if the ball it's on the ground. It's a fair game. You know what I mean? You could hit anybody if the ball's on the ground. If they're within, I think it's like a five to ten yard radius. Uh huh. Because otherwise, you could just target people and just body slam whoever you want. Well, yeah, I I, I say it's very accurate, like kind of rules wise to ice hockey. Like you can you can't just hit some random person who doesn't have the puck from like yeah, across the ice. Say, but like if they're in the vicinity and sense. like they're stuff like that, yeah, like okay, it's pretty it's pretty much stuff like that. Yeah. So when did you start playing lacrosse? um i picked it up eighth grade okay which then, was pretty late yeah for being somebody who was a division one athlete i would yeah. say that's technically more late what yeah. so what kind of happened with high school because you mentioned that you moved mm -hmm. which most people even when i heard that i was like you did what and oh like what, moving in high school yeah, yeah that's weird yeah so i started eighth grade it was like after i broke my arm like I broke my arm in sixth, seventh grade there, like oh, in between. I didn't know that. Yeah, oldest one, compound fracture girl. What did you do? <laughs> well, Tell interest, me, I interesting. Know. <laughs> uh, I was skimboard. You know what skimboarding is? Is that the same as like bodyboarding or boogieboarding? Kind of. You know, you know what surfing is. Yeah. So like skimboarding, you're like 
running into the wave. You're on the sand. Okay. You're running into a wave. Oh, and you stand. Yeah, you drop the board stand, and then you'd like. Yes. Yeah. There it's big in California. That. Yes. Yeah. 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 Guys would do it last year. Yeah. Um. And yeah, in California, they would do it all the time. Yeah. Well, Florida, especially in the summertime, there's no good waves like uh-huh. for even surfing. So. The only time in the summer is when there's a hurricane. So, yeah, I went during a hurricane. I'm sorry. You did what? I went during a hurricane. Do I need to say that again? Yeah. And also, like, reiterate the fact that you're in medical school. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm in medical school. Well, at the time, I didn't know. I'm not that smart back then. Mm, that's I still would have done it, though, now. You get a little pass. Yeah. Thank you. So, how did that result in you breaking your arm? Um. Well, it's like 60 mile an hour winds, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's just that's say... A- the area where I was, the sand is like notorious for being like really hard, like concrete hard. It's weird. Okay. It's called Sebastian Inlet. Okay. Like where I am from is south, like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot softer sand, like normal, what you think sand would be. Yeah. But there, it's for some reason, it's rock hard. And so... I ate shit, put my arm back to try to like catch my fall. Oh, like this kind? Yeah. I did that and snowboarding. Yeah. That's the biggest mistake. You just got to just fall. Don't try to catch yourself. It's natural instinct, but... Did you just get, like, blown over? Like, by the wind? Yeah. Well, like, I hit a wave, and it was a pretty big wave, and then my board kind of, like, slipped a little bit, so one foot was on, and then the wind took it. So then I fell and landed, and then my bones were sticking out. My question is, who else was at this beach, Matt? My sister. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And my dad. (laughs) I was going to say, I wonder who else has the brains to go out to the beach in a hurricane. Well, there's people kiteboarding. What does that mean? You know, do you never seen kiteboarders? Is that the thing where it looks like they're on like a surfboard in the water and there's like a sail on it? That's kite surfing, I think. Okay, what's the difference? Kiteboarding is like you have a big ass kite or sails. I forget the name of that one. Don't quote me on that. But okay, that the one I'm talking about is like you have a you're flying a big ass kite right okay in the sky obviously uh-huh. and it's for like the bigger the kite the less wind you need yeah so like these people are just like had the tiniest kites because of the hurricane yeah but like it's so dangerous especially like and you're in the water yeah you're like probably like 50 100 yards out is there lots of waves when there's hurricanes i feel dumb asking that question but like i've never <laughs> been in a hurricane so i wouldn't know can the editor cut that one out <laughs> right you're like please remove due to stupid yeah. reasoning yeah there's it's just really really rough choppy and stuff like that and a, okay. little, a lot of rip currents so like kite surfing and kite boarding and stuff like that and surfing yeah are pretty dangerous not because of the waves it's just because like you can get caught in anything and then drown actually speaking of there's a football player that just drowned out in florida what's his name he's a oh freaking a i don't know his name um i want to say he's either in i don't know if he's in the nfl but he he's either college or nfl and he just drowned because he was out and he was just swimming in the water and it was a rip current i think yeah and i've been like near one or in one before and i've been able to get out of it but i didn't realize that like they can drown a grown-ass man yeah I didn't realize I don't, that. I don't mess with those. You're supposed yeah. To, yeah, you're supposed to, yeah, you just don't mess with those. That was wild. I did not realize that those would yeah. like, drown you mm-hmm. if you're an adult. As a kid, I'm like, okay, but I was surprised. Yeah. But like during hurricanes, that's like they're everywhere because it's so choppy, windy, like the seas are rough. So mm-hmm. it's just natural. There's so many more. So like, yeah, but skimboarding, I'm on the beach. Basically, I'm just only like maybe like 20 feet in the water. So mm-hmm. it's not as bad, but you know. I love, like, your attempt to reason your way through trying to do this in a hurricane. Good job. Yeah, I was 13. You were, So you were in seventh grade? Uh, It was in between sixth and seventh. It was summer after sixth grade. When I was in sixth grade, I broke my arm. But my, like, is way worse because I was playing tag with, like, a bunch of kids on the playground. And there was this kid. I will never forget his name if he ever sees this. I have to see his name. His name is Chase Graves. Okay, we were in... Chase Graves? Yes, we were in sixth grade, Matt. We're like playing tag and I want to show like I'm a badass, right? So, you know, like the twisty slide. Oh, my God. <laughs> just wait. Just I, know, wait. I know where this is going. You do? This. Yeah, just go. Keep, okay. Keep so me. like the twisty slide, you can like start going down and I grabbed the side of the twisty slide mm-hmm. and I tried to like gangster jump out of the twisty slide to like show that I could jump over the ledge. Mm-hmm. But instead of making it over my foot, my feet caught on the ledge. And so I spiraled down straight down into the ground the concrete yeah and landed on my arm just like this and just broke it was it just like a compound fracture like mine or was it just a 
I don't remember what kind of fracture. It was just, it was a fracture, but it hurt so bad. And I, I had to be in a cast uh-huh. for like a couple months. And I just remember feeling so dumb. I was like, I just did this and broke my arm trying to impress a boy. Lesson number one <laughs> learned in my life. Uh, that men are not worth it. But yeah. anyway. Great that point. was a great little tangent there. But yeah, at least you, you figure that out when you're in sixth grade, seventh grade, you said. Yes. But I feel like I did not stop trying to impress men there. I haven't fully learned my lesson, but we're, yeah, we're there's, working there's, on it. There's stories that I know that I will not share on this podcast. <laughs> we have to give it time. We have yeah, to give Maybe the next time you have me on, we'll talk about all that. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Tita slowly spill. Yeah, you're gonna lose all your followers if you talk about that. I right know, now. right? Just gotta spill it all at once. <laughs> no, you gotta make them wait, right? Yeah. So you broke your arm. Yeah. And then that was seventh grade, seventh grade. And then what? Well, like I was playing baseball, like baseball, soccer, football, stuff, all like uh-huh. just as a you know kid, just playing yeah. every sport. But like my dad was really good at baseball. He like played in college, and like he was gonna go pro, but then he had bad knees and stuff. So. Oh. He stopped that. And then I don't know. It's not like he like forced me to play baseball or anything, but he just like it's what he loved. So yeah. like he's like, oh, I want to put like a mitt and ball in my kid's hand and yeah, like have him play course. ball. Right. And I was For like, sure. when I have kids, I'm going to have him play golf. I'm like, because I love golf. So I'm going to have that and golf it's club. Like the best sport to yeah. have your kid go pro at. Yeah. Not a lot of people do it. There's like no physical risk involved and you make a ton of money and there's so many scholarships. It's just the hardest sport I've ever played. Hands down. Like Really? Yeah. Hands down. Interesting. Yeah, and most frustrating sport. So yeah, I would agree. But, I'm a good caddy. I'm not a very good golfer. Yeah, it takes a lot. I have a lot of respect for those that are on the tours. Yes, like, even just college, like it's pretty hard to be that good. I say that um, Brooks is my husband in a different life. <laughs> I think you told me this other week. Right? Except on the last tour, he like was not looking the best. You mean the last tournament? Yeah, sorry, like, the last tour, the last tournament. Yeah. Oh. And I was yeah. like, dude, what what happened? Yeah. Like, Jenna needs to get you in the gym. He got married. That's what happened. Oh, my gosh. Did you see that thing that he put on, like, Twitter about her? I don't have social media. Okay, sorry. I forgot that. Matt's, like, weird. He doesn't yeah. have any socials. I only um, have Snapchat. That's huh? it. I only have Snapchat, but I barely okay, use it. Okay, that's socials. I don't even have Snapchat. Yeah, no, but everyone has Instagram and stuff. I don't, like, you guys are like, okay. oh, like. I was like, what do you guys do this weekend? And you guys were like, oh, it was on my story. You didn't see. I was like, girl, I don't have Instagram. Like you, Allie, and everyone is always just like, it's on my story, man. Like, why don't you just look? I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, have like, Instagram. I don't have it. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair. But he like was in an interview or something. Yeah. And the person was like, how's your relationship going like with Jenny, you know? And he's like, it's never been better. Money solves everything. Whenever she's bothering me, I just Venmo her a thousand dollars and tell her to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes Wait, and she was does this, was this on air yeah <laughs> and it was like he's like and she stops and yeah. i'm like that is amazing i'm like that is the energy i want and of course i like put that on my story or something yeah. and people were like oh my gosh i can't believe that you're so superficial and i was like no that's not it at all it's just kind of funny because like i'm gonna have my own money like that's yeah. not the point the point it's just like i don't know i feel like it's just like higher level i don't it's really hard to explain that sounds I was like just a like, very very healthy relationship that will last forever yeah <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> you know, uh, like they have a mutual respect for one another. He's like. So if she ever just wants money, she'd just be a little pain in the ass. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure she has her own money because apparently she's a model, I think. I know. I'm just saying like if you put it in that perspective that you just did earlier. Yeah. And it just seems, sounds like gold digger status, but. It does. And I'm like, I feel like I'm not qualified to be a gold digger because yeah. I'm going to make my own money. I'm not saying you. I'm yeah. just saying like if you just took out the names, you said this girl gives this guy shit and he gives yeah. her a thousand bucks and yeah. like i would be like oh so she's what's gonna stop her from keep doing that that's good on point. purpose because then know? i could do the same thing yeah I, mean, I think it's just like the masculine energy that i, I like i feel like i would hey if someone gave me a thousand bucks every time i was bitching at them i'd bitch at them a like lot. would you do that to your wife no oh <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on anyways but yeah, I agree. Golf is really hard, but it's entertaining. I used to not watch it, but now I do because I think the people are like really funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she just watches it for Brooks, everyone. Yeah, I do, and Ricky because his outfits. Oh yeah, he just won finally. He did. Yeah, he finally. choked the U.S. Open. He was close though. Oh yeah, I give him credit. He's been playing well, but yeah, I I wanted him to win the U.S. Open so bad. I was like, it's his orange, first major. Yeah, it's the orange puma outfit for me. That gets you. Mm-hmm. I love it. Hey, I do. If I was on tour, I'd have. Sunday pink outfit. 
That's like such a John Daly move, though. You gotta like make it unique. You're right. I think you should. But wear John a, Daly's a boss. So. You should wear like a rainbow outfit. Really, just like show your support. But I feel like that would. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. That's a little bit too uh, taboo for now. We're gonna get into it though. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, so you're trying different sports, and then mm-hmm. where was that transition to? Okay, I'm committing to lacrosse. Um. I can't say there's like a specific time, but mm-hmm. I, because my neighbor, my best friend, he played like since he was, I think, like, I want to say fourth grade. Mm-hmm. So he obviously had more experience than me. Yeah. And he's like, hey, like, why don't you try this? Because it's the off season of baseball or whatever. So I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Because I had to miss the full season of baseball because my arm. So I was like, yeah, why not? Whatever. So I was like, damn, that's kind of hard. <laughs> I thought it'd be easy. Yeah. Right. And I was like, what the fuck is lacrosse? Like, yeah. Because I, like, I, I was like, this is a new sport or has this been around? He's like, yeah. no, it's been around. I was like, oh, okay. So that's fair. I was just playing with him, just bullshit toss ball, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just passing and stuff like yeah. nothing, anything. And then like, he's like, oh, why don't you just come like to our like little practices and stuff? I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Why not? And then I met like a couple coaches here, yada, yada, yada. And then I just like realized it was pretty damn hard. I think I'm attracted to like when it comes to sports, like that's why I like golf so much because it's so difficult. Yeah, it's and hard like, to master. Yeah, so like ice hockey, I love playing because it's really hard to play. Yeah, like I find like sports that are really difficult to master just gives you more gratification and put, yeah. to put in more work when you do master. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, lacrosse is easy," and then when they pick up a stick the first time, because you see, like, if you ever watch a game, it's like people are ambidextrous, right, left. Like, yeah. when I first picked it up, I couldn't even catch with my dominant hand. Yeah. And then, like, when I was playing college, it was just natural, both hands, like... Why are they always twisting it? It's just, like, like with without the ball or just in general? Both. I think it's just a ha- bad habits. Because oh. just, like, you're, you want to always like, try new things, like, when you're practicing on your own. Uh-huh. So you're just, like, twiddling around and stuff. And it just yeah. becomes... A ha- like, I had a similar habit. I would, like, kind of... Yeah, I'm like, every time they're running, I always feel like they're twisting it. And I'm yeah. like, for what? Yeah, it's just also just, like, comfort, I guess. It's kind of, like... Yeah. Just a little comfort thing. That makes sense. Yeah. So I okay. played that. Um, just liked it a lot. And then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't really like baseball anymore. <laughs> and then I was like, my dad and parents were very supportive, obviously. Were you scared like to tell your dad because no. baseball was like his dream? No, I was just like, because I played every position besides, I think, like first base. Mm-hmm. And like catcher was my favorite because it's like you get the most action. You get to throw people out and stuff. Yeah. Pitcher is also fun, but I wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of had a bad shoulder. Yeah. But I hit a, I hit a good amount of people. <laughs> that was always the worst because it's like my coach wanted me to throw certain pitches. Yeah. I'm just fucking like fifth grade at that time. Yeah. I was like, like, I don't know. I can't throw a slider right now, man. Can I just throw a fastball down the middle? He's like, no, I won't. I was like, dude, we're just <laughs> like, we're not in the World Series right now. Like, come on. Yeah. So like I always hit these kids with like sliders or curveballs or mm-hmm. sinkers like because i'm not good with it yeah because it's just when oh, you're like that you would literally pitch the ball and hit them not on purpose i would try to hit because like it just depends on the count so you have like your catcher tell you like yeah, yeah, three yeah. inside or um, yeah. three right so for three was like curveball for us okay so curveball ended on the right side so he's sitting here i'd start it over here and curve it mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do but I would just start here and not curve and hit the, yeah. Ow. Yeah, but it was, I would not want you to be my pitcher. Yeah, so like I'd only hit people when I had to do those stupid pitches. But he's like always wanted me to do it, and I was like, dude, I'm just like in fifth grade. Just wait till yeah. I'm in high school. <laughs> like chill, yeah. okay. Yeah, so my favorite position is catcher, but like yeah. I don't know, outfield is so boring for me. You like might see the ball one time a game, mm-hmm. so it's just like it was kind of boring. It was like yeah. A lot of stop and go. I mean, looking back, it's like obviously baseball is long term sport. It's yeah. good, good pay, but like I didn't enjoy it that much. Mm-hmm. I knew I wouldn't be able to play it like throughout entire high school and yeah. college. Yeah. Like maybe if I played other sports with it, but just to only play that, I feel like I would lose my mind. Yeah. And like I like activity. I like to like be on the go, on the go. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're very much like I that. have crackhead energy. See, I don't know how, <laughs> see, you're like ADHD, but you're not because you're always like wanting to do something. But whenever you do those things, you're like super focused. Yeah. Which have, is like the best of both worlds. I have the though. biggest uh, 
resting bitch face at the gym. You yeah, do. Very I bad. will legit walk like <laughs> right by him. He won't notice me. I'll wave to him. And I swear you'll like look yeah. at me. And I'm like, hi. No. And you're just like. Did I tell you when the last time I went, Cody, Cody was yeah. right there. And I, I I was actively looking for Cody and Alia, by the way. Like, because they're always like, you you always like walk by us. And I was like, hey, yeah. t- today's the day. And they think it's rude. Yeah. Today's the day where I'm going to actually walk in and look for them. Yeah. I ap- actively looked for them for like five minutes. Like, well, shit, I don't see them. And I just make a right. And two seconds later, I feel my backpack being pulled. And I was like, oh, that's Cody. Uh-huh. Yeah. I walked right by him and I was actively looking for him. I don't understand. I wish I, I had like laser focus like that. I like struggle with that so much. I notice any and everybody in the gym. I notice my surroundings. Yeah. But like if you want me to like be like, oh, I know exactly who that person is right now. No, I just know like if someone's on my back right shoulder, like. Yeah. I'm aware of that. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Like your spatial orientation. Yeah. Like I don't want anyone surprising jumping me. You know what I mean? Yes. Besides Cody pulling my backpack that one time, but that's okay. Fair. So you chose lacrosse by high school, but uh-huh. you moved states. Yep. Tell me about that. Well, Florida, like I said, wasn't a hotbed at all. Yeah. It's all northeast and stuff like that. And the biggest hotbed was Maryland. Mm-hmm. It was a league called the MIAA. So it's like a league for the high school. And that's like the number. It's been like the number. I don't know how it is now, but it's always competitive. And it's always like breeds like the best college athletes mm-hmm. for lacrosse at least. Yeah. So I was like, the coaches that, had, well, so that team that I like practiced for, I ended up playing with them for like a year or two, mm-hmm. and then a couple of those coaches knew people because mm-hmm. it's like people want to that are like really good or in the sport, they want to grow the sport, so they'll go to like Florida, for example. Yeah. So some of those those coaches like played in the big leagues, you know what I mean? Like yeah. D one pro mm-hmm. and they wanted to spread the wings of the sport. So then they came to Florida and so they have like people they know. Yeah. That makes so sense. one of them like knew that high school I went to covered all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hey, like we can make it happen. Like you, I'm not, I can't promise you to make the team or anything. Cause those, they're really fucking good up there. Well, and, and is it, the, how is that not against like the recruiting laws? Well, it's, it's not because I just moved there. Uh huh. He just was like telling me which schools to look at. Like, no, okay. the schools never recruited me, is what I'm saying. Are you, weren't you like scared? Like, you're moving to a whole other state with no guarantees? Yeah, basically. But like, he's like, you have, I don't know, the way he worded it, it's like, I see something in you. Like, you never seen, like, I see something in you that yeah. like I can't explain. He's yeah. like, you have a lot of passion, fire, and like, yeah, I can see your work ethic is off the charts. So he's yeah. like, that's all you need to go with. Yeah. If you put in the work, like I can see you making it. Yeah. And like, I will tell the coach like, Hey, like he's going to try out for the team, but like, doesn't mean I'm making it, you know, he just like, yeah. if anything, it was like kind of put more pressure on me. Cause then I'm like, Oh, now the head coach like knows who I am and I have a radar on my back now. You yeah. know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah. So it was like, for me, I felt like it was deterrent, like kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. How old were you? When I moved? Yeah. I moved sophomore year, like after freshman year. So, so you were 15, 16? Uh-huh. You were Six, living, 16. You yeah. were living on your own at 16? Uh, My first year, my mom lived with me. And then she'd float in and back the next two years. But senior year, I was just straight by myself, basically. So how do you feel like that kind of like impacted your like adolescence i mean i feel like that's like a really big jump to like living in an apartment by yourself you're in a new state like obviously your mom's with you for a certain amount of time but yeah do you feel like that forced you to grow up early like what was your Uh. mindset going into that like there's a lot of stress and pressure on you to like make a team like your parents are putting you out here like yeah how was that experience for you mentally um it wasn't believe it or not it wasn't too bad at all Mm -hmm. i it wasn't easy obviously yeah but I feel like it's just my personality. Like mm-hmm. I'm okay with being alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think at a young age to have that trait or quality is pretty nice. Yeah. But also like some people thought I was fucking weird. That's some people fair. thought I was going to be like a serial killer when I was growing up. Interesting. Yeah. Like obviously joking, but they're like, like you're just always to yourself. Like, like you're like a you loner. Might, I'm not really a loner, but I just mind my own business. Yeah. You and do. like, I, I totally don't really butt in like I'll talk to people and stuff, but I'm never going to ask them personal questions. And if I do and they say, hey, I don't want to answer that, I'm not going to leave it at that, you know? 
Yeah, I've I've totally picked on that up on that ever since I met you. You're yeah. very content with who you are. Yeah. And you are completely at peace being by yourself. Yeah. And I feel like I envied that a lot about you, like for a while. And like I'm in a much better space now mentally where I like totally empathize with feeling that way. Yeah. And you just it really does give off a vibe though of like low stress. Yeah. I'm obviously everyone gets stressed. Yeah. Especially finals week. Yeah, well, you study for like 12 hours a day and you like crawl into a little shell and then I'm like, is Matt okay? Is Matt alive? Yeah, it just depends on the, the week. This is true. But everyone goes through ups and downs. But No, it does, yeah. I'd say definitely take care of yourself physically and mentally. Yeah. And then have that as your number one priority. Yeah. Whatever you're doing for us med school because yeah. it's very stressful Yeah. at times. But like if you have that like backbone to just fall back on, you know, just, yeah. you always be good. Like oh, people in our class, side note, people in our class, like you've seen it burnt out within like the first two months. Oh, yeah. And I need I didn't like burn out, but I felt like senioritis a little bit the last two too. weeks so just I. because it was finals. We kind of talked about how you went to Maryland, you're playing lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Where was kind of the point that you started to think about? I mean, maybe you had already at this point decided you wanted mm-hmm. to play in college. But what was that process of trying to get scouted and kind of get looked at for colleges and offers and all that stuff. Um, That was a little different because I was kind of a late bloomer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the sense of like those kids there. Yeah. They're already being looked at like eighth, ninth grade. Oh, yeah. And most of them are that. most of them are already verbal committing by ninth grade. That's insane. Before they even step on their first like high school game. That's wild. So like, yeah. So for me, I got their sophomore year. Ended up making the varsity team, which I didn't even think I was. But I think the only reason why I didn't have the finesse like everyone else did and the stick skills, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think it was just like outworking everyone. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess my coach, he never like told me directly, but I could kind of sense it. It was Mm -hmm. just like, we need someone like him as like an example. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's like, well, if this kid's like, very coachable and it's going to put in that much work like mm-hmm. how good can he be yeah in just one year with the right advice because i had no sure. like where i was from i had a couple good coaches in florida mm-hmm. but like it's different like the speed of how they play how they play in high school yeah in like maryland is the same as college right it's just the college athletes are bigger stronger faster for sure but like the same everything, same offense, defense, like everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so it's basically like, kind of like a extra step, I guess. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, like I kind of had like better guidance. For sure. Yeah. So I think that was two of the big reasons. So where did you end up playing for college and did you get a scholarship? I played at a school in North Carolina called High Point. It was fairly new when I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back, because I didn't answer like the other one okay. about the process Mm -hmm. so like those kids are mostly committing by ninth grade already yeah some 10th but like you don't sign till like senior year anyway so so a lot of people like will verbal commit to like north carolina and then switch to maryland yeah but like usually verbal commit you're just like 90 percent. i'm gonna go there yeah so for me obviously no one knew me sophomore year (laughs) and then played summer ball with my um high school team okay played some like national tournaments and stuff and then i guess like i got a little recognition and then um, got, like, scouted. And then junior year, like, summer, I got same tournament stuff. Diff- not the same exact tournament, but the same exact style. Yeah. And then I had, like, coach from Georgetown call and basically offer me. And that was, like, my dream school. So I was like, fuck yeah. But then yeah. stuff happened. I'm not going to get into it on the air. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, <laughs> they had to wipe the entire coaching staff and wipe the entire recruiting class. So, like... I got wiped basically yeah. going into my senior year. I kind of got wiped. So obviously didn't have anywhere to go going to my senior year. So I was how like, how were you, how did that make you feel? Like, uh, were you just like, what the heck do I, I was, do now? I was very stressed. But then at yeah. the end of the day, I was just like, I have like four amazing coaches, like two, one who's like probably coaches. I think he's not around anymore. He passed away. Rest in peace. But mm-hmm. he's like one of the, like the big wigs for like the Canadian teams. So he knows people, and then my head coach knows people. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why don't I just talk to them? Like, why yeah. don't I just go talk to them? Like, yeah. obviously, they're going to help me out because I'm, like, playing for them, and, like, they love me. So I was like, yeah. why not? So I remember talking to him, like, 
probably towards the end of the fall, right before our season started. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, like this happened, this happened. I don't have a place to play. Like, I want to play somewhere in college or preferably D1. Like, I know I can make it and play at that level. Yeah. And he's like, you should have came to us sooner, man. (laughs) So then he like made a couple calls and then like he didn't obviously he didn't tell me when the coaches would come to our games to watch me. Because it would psych you out. It would psych me out a little bit, I feel. So I had no idea. I just remember one time got a phone call after we got on the bus and my coach is like, I have someone on the phone for you. I was like, is it my mom or something? Yeah, like, like, who wants to talk yeah, to me right now? Who wants yeah. to talk to me? It's like 9 p.m. I was yeah. like, and then it was a coach. It was a booty call, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Let, yeah. Me, let me get that straight. Yeah. Yeah. You were popular among yeah. the ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All those Maryland girls, you know? What's her name? Uh, Jesse James West's girlfriend's from Maryland. They who? all are. You know Jesse James West? No. I live under a rock. This man is uneducated. It's fine. Yeah, Continue. I, sorry. She's just like a real, she's like a well known fitness model, and so is he. They're both from like Jersey, Maryland area. Oh, see, exactly. That's why I don't know it. Fair. Anyway, continue. Um, where's that? Oh, so then, basically, was on the phone with him. I was like, oh, hey, I didn't know who was I was talking to. It was the coach. Yeah, and he's like, hey, I saw you play. Like, liked what I saw. Like, would you be interested in like coming out to our school and I'll give you a tour stuff like that? Yeah. And I was like fuck yeah so yeah that's kind of how it went and then um yeah and then i went there for two years and then i had like there's stuff that went on like i had a lot of injuries stuff and then mm-hmm. i was like i want to do medical school and like balancing pre-med oh my god being a d1 athlete like a lot of people don't understand they're like no. oh it's just like you only practice once a day i was like no it's like practice for three hours lift for an hour and a half film for an hour and then you do like conditioning for like conditioning and film is like another hour or so yeah. it was like six hours a day and then you have pre-med studying which yeah. i mean i was studying probably eight hours a day like all yeah. my classes and everything yeah i don't know how you have time for anything yeah so like and i wouldn't sleep that much i think that's where i get it from i don't sleep anymore yeah, yeah. so you don't you're so weird i know so that's basically like the gist of it basically okay cool so yeah. would you say that like you have the perspective of because I feel like your story is more of like you worked hard to get to where you are. And so do you feel like you have that mentality of you, if you work hard enough, like you can do anything you want? And did you apply that to med school? Yeah, honestly, yeah. I think so. I mean, obviously, some people have limitations, right? Yeah. But generally speaking, like general normal person. Yeah, I think it's just basically hard work. And for me, like I applied I was very ignorant the very first time I took the MCAT because I took it. Oh, you've taken it twice? I took it three times. The first time I don't count, though, because um, I was like a junior in college. So like when I came back home, Uh I had no idea. I didn't even research what the MCAT was. I was like, oh, you know, it's just probably like the SAT. So I was like, whatever. Did you take it without studying? Yes. And without taking a practice test, walked into the thing. I didn't realize it was seven hours. Oh, yeah. And. I got to the first question because it's a pass. I was like, well, this is like chemistry, which is a, my strong suit. Yeah. So I was like, and then the next passage was physics. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to retake. What did you get on your first time cat? I voided it. No, you didn't. I fucking voided that shit. I don't think I, I think I would have got like a 490 or something. <sighs> I didn't I didn't even like study for it. So for those of you who don't know, the MCAT is pretty much like the entrance exam that you take if you want to get into medical school. That's kind of your baseline standardized testing. It's just yeah. like the LSAT for law school or the GRE for PA school. Yeah. Um, it like the SATs and ACTs for college. So um, we all had to take it for yeah. med school. Some of us took it more than once. I only took it once. And I swear to you, after I took that test, I was like, I cannot take this again. Yeah, that was the most depressing of my life i feel like my dad made me quit my job i sat up in an office and i studied for eight hours a day in a room with no windows for like three months straight and i still didn't even do that well yeah but it doesn't matter you're in now yes that's true so i kind of wanted to just kind of touch a little bit on what your practice schedule was like as an athlete um and some of the drills because i think that they're like really applicable to life and i think they're really funny and it surprises me that like coaches allow some of this so um tell me a little bit about your practice schedule Okay, so my coach was – I liked my coach a lot, both yeah. on the field and off the field, but yeah. a lot of people didn't like him on the field because he was super, like, hardcore. Okay, what do you mean by hardcore? Like, he didn't take shit, which is how it should be. Yeah. If you want to coach a good team. Yeah. Especially that. But, like, I don't know. It's just, like, he was a hard ass on the field. Yeah. Off the field, you could talk to him about anything, which is what I really liked. He yeah. was a good balance. Like, 
you could be enemies on the field, but off the field, you set that aside, right? Yeah. So he was like really hard ass like that. I always thought he was like ex-military or something because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was always like that hard ass. Yeah, they, yeah. My coaches would scare me. Yeah. So basically our fall was usually more practice because mm-hmm. you're prepping. So practice was usually sometimes between like five to eight in the morning. Three hours. Dependent on the time because like we'd have conditioning in there too sometimes like right after practice. So sometimes practice would be like from five to seven and conditioning mm-hmm. just dependent on the week. But usually it was like start at five or six, one of those. And it's usually like two to three hours of that. And then we'd go to class if you had class in the morning. If you didn't have class, then you go straight to lifting. Mm-hmm. But if you did have class, like I'd have class in the morning because pre-med stuff is always in the morning. I'd have to come right after class, lift, do extra conditioning stuff. So lifting was fine, honestly. Yeah. Um, And then the conditioning, because it's fall, you got to do a lot of conditioning. Yeah. (laughs) So and then um, sometimes it's like individual skill work with Mm -hmm. like whatever you're practicing with your coach or group stuff. But on average, it's probably like, I would say five to six hours. Oh my of gosh. stuff probably five more like along the line along the lines of five yeah. but it wasn't like bad but just like some of the stuff we did it was just so much like running you know what i mean it was like yeah i felt like obviously we had breaks yeah like, oh like a water break or something but it just but felt like it was it was just a different le- like high school like my coach i told you how like the same like kind of offense and stuff it kind of prepped you for college yeah but it's just a different speed different yeah. level you go from like 50 to like high school to straight like 200 like yeah it's crazy well and i told you like for us it was like we had practice at 5 a.m but like yeah. you if you're not early you're late right like so we'd have to oh. be there at 4 45 every minute anybody was late it was a every minute was a mile yeah that you had to run like you i remember you telling me some penalties that you mm-hmm. guys would have yeah so that was instilled in us even before we had practice because the upper class were like, don't whatever you do. I don't care if you show up naked. Don't <laughs> don't fucking be a minute late. Yeah. Be here 10 to 15 minutes before we're supposed to start. Yeah. And like, obviously, like, I understood. Yeah. A lot of people understood. You're like, I understood the assignment. Thank yeah. You. A yeah. lot of people understood, too. But it was like, you always had those couple freshmen that just were like, want to be like, only like two minutes late man right but like the first one wasn't that bad it's called punishment runs so it was a label like it was a punishment run it was called punishment runs we called it punny runs but same thing so what was it uh the first one wasn't that bad because i forget what it exactly was someone was just late for a couple minutes but the thing is our coach he like the very first time we all met him in the locker room he's like i don't give a shit where you came from like, cause I went to his, he went, I went to his high school. We went mm-hmm. to the same high school. Oh, okay. So he's like, I don't give a fuck. You went to Calvert all looked right at me. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're uh, like, thanks. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like if you were the number one kid in the nation, number one recruit, like yeah. that doesn't matter. You have to earn your spot, which is like what I kind of liked. So like having that mentality. Yeah. And I remember the first time someone was late and I feel like most schools or like coaches, like they just have that one person run. Yeah. No, every the entire team runs. Like, oh, yep. Yeah. And sometimes, if the coach really wants to hate that person, the entire team besides the person, besides them runs. So the person yes. that was late has to watch everyone run, and it just makes them feel like shit. Yeah, but yeah. guess what? They'll never do it again. Oh no, they don't. But then someone else will do it again. Yes. Yeah, but it's just like punch runs. You just basically run. Like, okay. It just depended. Like we had a thing called deck of cards. That was one of them. That was part of. I think that was our first one. That one wasn't bad because you just go through two full decks of cards i think like different ones had different things so like an ace was like full field sprint and back and then like king or something i forget exactly like it was a mix in between running and like push-ups and sit-ups and all that stuff or or hills but like the first one wasn't bad it's kind of just like hey like i'm not messing around like when Mm -hmm. i say don't be late but then i remember the next one it was so bad it was just there's this hill so our field's like right here. Yeah. And over the fence, there's this hill that's just basically straight up. <laughs> it's like straight up. I don't know how high it is. Probably like 60 feet or so. Yeah. But it's just like a ski slope straight up. <laughs> and I remember he sent us a text a night before, uh-huh. like 7 or 8 p.m. Like, because we'd go to bed at like 9 or 10. Yeah. He's like, 
no pads, no gear, only cleats and running shoes. Do not be late 4.30. And I was like. That is the worst text you could ever get. I I don't care who you are. If you've been an athlete, you know. Yeah. You know what that means. And that is the worst text you could ever get. And it's worse because you can't sleep. Oh, yeah. Because you're just like anxious. Like, what am I going to have to do? Yeah. Because I remember him saying like, I don't. After the first one, because it wasn't a bad bunch of run. But he just wanted to set an example. He's like, this is behind us. Like, let's cut the bullshit. Yeah. Like, next one's going to suck ass. It was just straight running up that fucking hill. <laughs> and I remember we had an upperclassman. Like, we always looked up to him. Yeah. And I remember one time he's like, in the middle of that, he's like, man, fuck this shit. Oh, I, no. I never heard him say that in my life. Like, I've never heard and him. he was just like, this is. He was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. But, like, a lot of people on our team would quit throughout the year. Wow. Because, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a weeding out process, I guess. Fair. So, like, I think my class... Because I ended up quitting too, but it was for different reasons, like injuries yeah. and other stuff I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But um, my class started, I think, with 17 or 18. And I think the graduating class was the OGs, not transfers, was like seven. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. But like some people would quit mid-punishment run and be like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not playing anymore. So <laughs> some people would quit mid-practice. That's yeah. insane. Well, yeah. tell me about... Tell me about Circle Box. Oh, that I I don't I I can't. I know remember. that's not the name, but yeah. it's so funny. I can't believe I can't. It's like blanking for me. I can't remember the exact name, uh-huh. but it's just this drill, right? And which you're, I, by the way, cannot believe this is like a thing. Oh, it's it's a thing, but I liked it, <laughs> believe it or not. But it's just you're basically in this like five by five, sometimes ten by ten yard box. Yeah. Right, and it's just a ground ball drill, right? So it's like. You, it's usually one-on-one or two-on-two, three-on-three. The whole purpose is whoever gets the ground ball, so the coach will throw the ground ball. The ball, whoever gets it, because, like, ground balls are a big thing for yeah. lacrosse. It's, like, possession-wise. Yeah. So whoever would get that would get a point. Their team would get a point, and we'd divide it up into teams, and then the losing team would have to, like, either run hills or something. Mm-hmm. But in that little box, there's no fucking rules. Which, you can what literally, does that actually mean? No, like, like obviously, like, no one's gonna just like, like snap your neck. Here's no rules. What like what did they do? So basically, there's lots of fighting in there. <laughs> yeah, that came about from it. Um, basically, like you could get punched and that's allowed. Basically, I mean, <laughs> my coach didn't really care. He was pretty chill. But like, obviously, if he blew that's the wh- when he blew the whistle, and you keep punching, you're gonna have to fucking run. Like only you, you're gonna have to fucking yeah. run. But like yeah. when you hear the whistle. He'll let you go at it for a little bit. But if he if you yeah. hear that whistle and you throw another punch, you're screwed. Were guys on the team that had beef, do you think like they would get into the box or would your coach put them in the box on purpose? Yes. And do you think that yes. would help them? I don't know about help, but it would definitely cause some drama fighting and stuff like well, that. Well, because I always wonder, like we always joke around in society and we say like, oh, like boys just need to fight it out and then they're fine. Like, uh, do you think that that's like real? A little bit. I do say a little bit. Yeah, but. I'm not naming names, but there's people on the couple people, just a few that I hated outside the field. Yeah. And on like on the field, you just put your differences aside. It's kind of like like a job. Like you can hate each other outside of like if we're in the operating room together and we hate each other. Like yeah. we can hate each other outside the operating room, but if we're in the operating room operating on someone, we have to be like best friends. Just put the difference yeah. aside, same goal, right? Cause, yeah, because the patient comes first. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about that previously of like what do you think were the biggest lessons that you take away from sports that you feel like have had an impact one, just kind of like helping you as an individual through life up until this point and kind of through med school, like what would you say are the Uh, biggest takeaways and what advice would you give to the younger generation? Um, I want to go back on like the box thing. Go ahead. Go back to the box. That really, um, solidifies like mental toughness, I think. And obviously physical. Yeah. Which is totally a lesson you learned. So that fits. The no rule thing. I mean, I really mean like kind of no rules, like, I don't know. Have you? Do you know what slashing is? Like hockey, ice hockey, slashing, and lacrosse slashing with the stick. I only know slashing tires. Oh, okay. So like you know how like it's metal sticks. Yeah. And like you can just like whack someone, right? Yeah. But like there's a point where you do it so hard, it's called a slash or whatever. Or if you hit them in the wrong spot, mm-hmm. no fucking rules with that. You could just. I had people just haymakers, <gasps> and like obviously you feel it eventually, but like I a lot of us came prone to it and then we just have all these bruises everywhere like our you entire would just body. hit each other with your sticks well yeah because there's no rules oh my heavens. and then like 
sometimes it's just like someone hits you in the wrong spot. Like maybe they hit you in the knee by accident. Like yeah. obviously they're not trying to hurt you, but it's yeah. like it's just a drill to like either release anger or just like just to build mental and physical toughness. So like everyone else is like, Jesus, these like people are fucking serious. Yeah. Like the other team just looks at us like, oh, damn, we're kind of a little scared. You yeah. Know? Like but, insane. But like that would cause a lot of fights. But it was a fun drill. I won't lie. It yeah. just I remember I got hit one time in the knee and I like. <sighs> I got I got hit in the wrong spot. And like, you know, that feeling like you want to throw up from all the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the worst. And I was just like motherfucker yeah, that was the like, worst this is bad yeah so what was the the other question oh the... i just kind of and this kind of plays into it is like what were kind of like the biggest takeaways and like lessons you learned from sports that you've been able to apply to your life mm-hmm. thus far and like what advice would you give to the younger generation okay that you uh, feel like they're lacking there's a lot of lessons i think just sports in general doesn't even have to be division one or college it just teaches you good lessons like obviously hard work should go without saying um determination just like never giving up so like there's so many times where i was just like dude i fucking suck today i want to give up but then you just like push through or like you get hit knock down get back up stuff like that Mm -hmm. um Mental toughness, I think that has to go in and in. But, like, sacrifice is a big one, I think. Yeah, that's a unique perspective that I feel like you shared previously. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people don't say that. I think you have to... The thing I learned is, like, you have to sacrifice short-term gratification for Mm -hmm. long-term reward. Yes. So, like, let's say, for example, our goal is always to win, like, our conference championship each year. And then, obviously, we want to, like, go to the playoffs and stuff. But, like our number one goal is win the conference championship because if you win that then you automatically go to the playoffs right yeah so like that's what we set out in the beginning of the year and then it's like well like hey like we can't like do fun stuff all the time yeah obviously once in a while like we'll go out and have fun like yeah once or once or twice a month right mm-hmm. party whatever For you know sure. college but like some people just don't have that Mm-mm. so like the sacrifice in the short term in the sense like yeah, all of our friends are having fun. They're going on trips and stuff. And we have yeah. to sit here, like, eat healthy, work our ass off stuff. Like, but then, like, long term, when it came time to that, like, we ended up winning our title our first yeah. year. So it was like, we saw it pay off. So it's yeah. like having that sacrifice thing. And that applies to so many areas of life. Yeah. I mean, heck, med school right now, like, for sure. Yeah, like, it's on, it's only four years of med school. and But, yeah. like, it feels like a lot longer. But, like, once you graduate, you'll always have, like, a good job yeah you want like even if you like you lose the job right you can always get it back yeah, it's not like job you, security you can literally just go to like georgia if you want to be like okay i'm a doctor like yeah. you'll you'll always have a job yes so for that and then time management was definitely big <laughs> that's yes. a very big one i think i was okay at it mm-hmm. in high school but i didn't get good at it until college mm-hmm. and then didn't get pretty damn good at it until med school yeah it's kind of like built it was like a building block yeah i feel like your time management's good yeah time and obviously some like i have lazy days here and there like everyone does but like yeah. i don't know i remember telling you it's like weird in the sense like i can like be four o'clock right now or something like i have this 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 i'll get home around six this 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 and then yeah. i'll start studying at seven and it's usually within five or ten minutes. You're I'm on always par. on par. I'm like, yes, wow, Isn't that it's six fifty five, and I'm about to start studying. I was yeah. like, I literally said seven. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm but good yeah. with that too. It's weird. I think it's just like you get your reps in, like you're used to it. You know what it's yeah. gonna be because you've done it for so long. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. So time management definitely big. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice definitely big. Obviously, hardworking should go without saying. Yeah, but I think those three are very big i think that the younger generation could pick up on yeah i don't want to hurt anyone's like bubble or anything but like i feel like a lot of people in our generation are lazy i feel like a lot of people in our lower generation the next generation is also lazy yeah and they're they feel like entitled i guess yes there's a very big sense of entitlement yeah it's just like i don't know i always like looked at it as like they're they're it's like they have entitlement to like respect but also like Oh, I am. I'm entitled to this. You know what I mean? Or like entitled to that job. Like you got to earn it. Yes. Like especially respect. Respect is earned. Hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like those are probably the big three. I'm, yeah. I'm probably missing a lot. There's so many, but no, there is so many. But it's like it's good yeah. to be able to like focus on just a couple because it's like you can hone in on those things and really yeah. like go deep into those things. 
what would you say to like any kids that are like, cause I totally experienced a lot of what you did. I didn't start volleyball until I was in like seventh or eighth grade. And so I was like very late for somebody who wanted to play in college too. So it's like, uh-huh. what's like some advice that you would give to kids who maybe like want to start a sport and they're mm-hmm. at that age where they're like, Oh, it's too late. Like I shouldn't even try because all of these other kids are already so far ahead. Um, if you have passion for the sport, like for example, I had passion for lacrosse. You had passion for volleyball. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably like the biggest thing because yeah. if you have that passion, then you'll likely not burn out. Like because if you're if I was playing Ooh, a, a good point. If I was playing baseball still, I probably would burn out because I didn't enjoy it. And that's a big thing. That's a yeah. big problem. Yeah. So if you're like very passionate about something, you're motivated. Like you like doing. You actually enjoy doing it. Like you will progress faster than yeah. you'd think you could. Do you think hard work beats talent? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's like Michael Jordan, right? Didn't he not make his like basketball team or something? I don't know the exact story, but yeah, like he said, like if I didn't scared of failure too, like that's also another good trait. Like you can't be scared to fail. Yeah. Because like think about every successful person, you know, like whether it be athlete or not, they've failed. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds of times, but you learn good lessons, but then you also learn to not make that same mistake. But then yes. it also helps you grow and then it helps you succeed. And then when you do succeed, it's more like enjoyable. And you know, you have re- more rewarding and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. People are just, they're so comfortable. Yeah, they're th- afraid to yeah. fail and they're afraid to win. Yeah. But I also think it's like human nature to want, it's to want that gratification right now. Yes. Like you have it on your phone all the time. Like I want this gratification, like whether it be yeah, social media. Dopamine hit from social yeah. Media. Yep. Like, oh, someone liked my photo just right now. It's mm-hmm. a dopamine hit. Yep like totally. you, they want that instant we're wired for it like we're yeah. fed it yeah. by businesses like yeah. they they wire you and they condition you to want something right now because again you're a consumer yeah. so if i can want something right now and get yeah. happy from it i'm more likely to give you my money because i can get that thing right now because i want it right now i'm yeah. not patient enough to wait for something to go on sale yeah you know what i mean so i, I think I mean, that totally applies to so many areas of life of having that dis I think it comes down to discipline, right? Like having yeah. that ability to stay disciplined for that delayed gratification. You are just so much better off yeah. for the rest of your life, but people just have trouble seeing that. Yeah, the discipline thing's also big because it's like you have to have goals. And if you're not disciplined, you're not might not make those goals. But like yeah. if you're disciplined, you're like, okay, like I want to get one percent better today than I was yesterday. Yes. And you're disciplined at it and you're like, keep going, keep going. Like yeah. obviously take some breaks here and there. But like of course. not like the break where people assume would give up yeah it's just a break like hey i need like some time to myself 100 like a day or two yeah to recover like working out like you can't just go like 30 days in a row yeah you could i've done it it's stupid but you don't feel as good as if you take like one or two rest days here and there and then come back and then you're like hitting prs now exactly yeah yeah that's even been shown people who exercise yeah. like when you take breaks you will end up improving because yeah. of inflammation and all these things but yeah, no, I totally agree. And I feel like, you know, I'm so glad that like we've been able to kind of chat about all these, a lot of these things because, again, we're here to like really inspire and help the up and coming generation. Yeah. And it makes me sad because like just before this, I had a conversation with, she's going to hate me. I had a conversation with my sister and <laughs> she's about to turn 18 mm-hmm. and she goes, I want to be on your podcast. And I was like, okay, what do you have to contribute? Like legitimately, I sat there and I was like, I don't think she could contribute anything. And she literally goes, don't ever talk to me again. And I I mean, (laughs) she's joking, but she's also serious because I'm like, I'm sure that triggered her or whatever. But she doesn't know. She doesn't stand firm in anything. Like she doesn't care about anything. Like she's so afraid to have an opinion on anything because she wants to be liked by everybody. And I mean, I think the younger generation is so like that. They're like, it's almost like they want to be too accepting of everyone and everything. And I'm like, you have no like foundation of anything. So it was just funny because I was like, I can have you on a podcast and you can tell me firmly like what you care about, what motivates you, what you believe in, what your foundation is, who you are. we would sit in this chair and she would i don't think she could say anything and it's like that is the younger generation in a nutshell yeah i think it has to do with a lot like social media and stuff and like media and stuff like that yeah like just the news in general like honestly if i have opinion of something 
like I'll hear other people's point of view, obviously. Yeah. I'd have like three points of view. Mine, try to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. It's hard when you're your 100%, own point of view. Though, that's good that you can do that. The other person's point of view, like whether it's like we're having a bigger man. I'm like, okay, let me see it from Eden's point of view. Yeah. And then like an outsider's point of view, like Ben, if he was in here watching right now, like yeah. what does he think and how yeah. would he analyze it? And then I'm like, okay, hey, which is like the good conclusion and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. So that's like something I still am working on. It's hard, but yeah, but I don't know. I just, I always use an analogy. Like I like playing golf. Mm-hmm. If everyone's like golf is for pussies, like yeah. a- out of nowhere tomorrow, everyone says that. Yeah. I'd be like, cool, I still like playing golf. See, guess I'm a, I love guess that I'm a pussy. Because you know who you are and you're yeah. not like that. And oh my gosh, I literally just listened to a podcast about that where this guy was like, words only hurt you to the extent that you already believe those things about yourself. Yeah. Like if I looked at you and I was like, Matt, your pink hair is so ugly. You'd be like, uh, okay, I don't care because I don't have pink hair, I right? Mean, I did dye my beard pink, everyone. Just oh, saying. you did do that. I yeah. do remember that actually. That's so funny that I used that analogy. Yeah. But it was just the point of like, if you say something to me and I know it's not true and I don't believe it, your yeah. words are not going to hurt me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's like such a good point is you, if you know who you are, you have a good foundation of who you are. What yeah. other people say is not going to have an impact on you. Yeah. But you have to be open-minded too. For sure. Not closed-minded. Cause there's, I hate to say, I don't like talking politics at all, but like, you can have someone who's far left yeah. have the best idea for healthcare. Yeah. And then people on the far right are just going to deny it because mm-hmm. there's like, oh, it came from a lefty. But if it came from yes. them, if it came from them, they would say the same thing. But also vice versa, if you had a yes. righty who said an idea about the best transportation system that yeah. we can make, that's everything. For sure. And it was like, every, like even every party, everyone mm-hmm. agreed with it. They're like, that is actually really smart. We should probably do that. Exactly. You'd have the other side be like, nah, they're oh, just, sure. it's just like immaturity at the end of the day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I always looked at politics as like these immature 14 year old middle school kids who are technically like 60, 70, who just can't come to agreement because they can't put their differences aside. Yeah. Well, stuff like, like that. A difference between knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Like 15, 16, 17 year olds. Like they, I think they have a lot of knowledge to a certain extent. Like yeah. they go on socials, they have access to the internet. They're learning so many things, but they don't have the time and age of wisdom Yeah, that's of true. like learning a lot of things. And I think that that's like super important to remember of like, you sometimes have to just humble yourself and be like, look, yeah. I may know a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that I have the best ideas for what would be like the best implementation for the country or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. I, mean? I was just using that example. Cause I feel like oh, that's sure. the best one. It's just like, Someone who's very close-minded, narrow-minded yeah. will think like that. Yeah. But someone who's open-minded is like, I don't care if they're Republican, Democrat. Like, yeah. if they're a cool person. It's who they are, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Or that's a great idea. Like, I, sure. I believe in that idea. I don't care if we have different beliefs, but, like, I agree with that idea. Totally. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's just like, I don't know. Yeah. I've been around too many, like, very close-minded, narrow people. And it's like, yeah. At the end of the day, you can't even tell if, like, they're telling you the truth right now. Because, like, for me, I like people who are blunt. You yeah. know I'm very fucking blunt. So am I, yeah. <laughs> but, like, just, like, if someone, if I was like, hey, Eden, do you think I'm fat today? I want you to be completely honest. Be like, hey, you kind of are looking a little chunky today. Or, no, you're looking good. But, like, 95% of people would be like, they would just lie. Be like, no, you look great. Even if I was, oh, yeah, even no, if I was like, 400 you. pounds, you know, they'd yeah. be like, no, you look great. Don't worry. Don't yeah. let, don't and let anyone do any don't let anyone t- like put you down. I was like, no one's putting me down. I just want to know because it's yeah. hard because it's hard for me to see because I see myself every day. Yeah, or like sure. something like that. You're like, so, so I know if I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, it's no, just totally. like I don't know someone who's honest and blunt. It's just like always found that those types of people are like better friends, better like people yeah. to be around and to have like in the inner circle. I guess. Well, yeah, because you can rely on them. They're more loyal. Like you don't have to worry about them stabbing you in the back. Totally. Or talking shit behind your back, like yeah, just I stuff feel like, like that. You're, I would say that you're very much like that. And it's funny because one of our friends, Talia, tells me I'm like that all the time too. She's like, "You're so blunt. I can never be like that." I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I'm not trying to be blunt to like be a bitch by any means, but I'm just going to be honest because I think people appreciate that, and I think people deserve to hear the truth." Yeah. Um, but aside from the fact that we got off on a long tangent, oh, that's politics, that's, that's normal. That's, that's normal with yeah. Matt. He will always talk. But um, I think we've covered everything that I wanted to cover for today. Um, there's some topics that I want to cover with you more in the future, but Ooh. so that we don't go too long on this because we've talked everybody's ear off for a little bit too long now. Um, I just want to say thank you for coming on and doing yeah. this interview with me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, obviously. Yay. Yeah, I just was expecting some cookies or something like, God damn. I literally be a better hostess. A, I brought you a piece of cake. You guys listen. I It's a <laughs> blueberry sour cream uh-huh. cake with a brown sugar crumble. I'm cutting though, so. Okay, you know what? You can be quiet. 
<laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks and for having I look me. Forward to having you in the future. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait for. The, I don't even. What's the next conversation? Right? What is it? Yeah, the next conversation. We're gonna we're gonna dive no, into was dating, dating and oh. all the fun things. Hopefully, gonna get a Q and A going. I'm like so excited for that. Oh, I have a lot to say about that. Well, we look forward to it. No, like a lot. So yeah. Oh, I believe you. Oh, you, oh I, I know. I've heard some of it already. Uh huh. You don't even have to prep me. Like I'll go in cold blind. We're ready. I'm good. All right. All right, episode two, coming yeah. your way soon. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.